Maya is a 64-year-old woman who was seeking care for a lump in her breast. The clinic where she receives her care was able to get her an appointment the very next day. She was seen by one of the providers at that clinic, decided what tests should be done, ordered those tests, and the clinic was able to get the tests done within the week. She was told at the end of the week that she had breast cancer, but she found that in addition to hearing what no woman wants to hear, she was frustrated and irritated by her visits, scared of the future, and unhappy with the care that she received. June is also a 64-year-old woman who was seeking care for a lump in her breast. The clinic where she receives care was in a different part of town, but she was also able to get her appointment the same or the next day. She was seen by one of the providers at that clinic, and together they decided what tests should be done. They ordered the tests, and she was able to get those tests done within the week. She was also told that she had breast cancer the next day, but she found that in addition to hearing what no woman wants to hear, she was confident that she had been heard. She felt she had the right care team helping her. She just knew that they had connected and that the clinic kind of got who she was. She was scared, but she was also ready to move on to seeking help in terms of what needed to get done next. What if I told you that all the findings, the tests, and the results were exactly the same in the two cases? Who do you think is likely to fare better with their care? And perhaps more to the point, what was the difference between these two patients' experiences? It could be different coping styles, but it probably had a lot to do with those somewhat seeming intangibles that make up the patient experience. Patient experience has long been recognized as a domain of healthcare quality, and there's increasing evidence that there's a strong link between patient experience and clinical outcomes. Patient experience has become one of the many key metrics for measuring quality care, and organizations that succeed in improving patient experience have adopted a strategic approach that engages patients, healthcare staff, and at times, entire communities. But how does an organization approach that, and what's involved? Well, today we're joined by two experts who have just recently helped to form a patient experience strategy at a new, unique, and growing medical center. Abu Dhabi Health Services Company, or Saha, and Mayo Clinic just recently marked the second anniversary of their joint venture that launched and operates Sheikh Shabout Medical City, one of the United Arab Emirates' largest hospitals providing care for patients with serious and complex medical conditions. Now, I know you're going to enjoy meeting these pioneers and hearing their story. Welcome to Key into Quality, a Mayo Clinic podcast that focuses on healthcare quality, patient experience, and affordability. Thanks a lot for joining us. I'm Dr. Timothy Morgenthaler, the Vice Chair of Quality at Mayo Clinic, and co-hosting today's conversation is Sherry Nemec. Sherry? Hello, everyone. I'm Sherry Nemec, Consultation and Relationship Manager for Quality at Mayo Clinic. So, Dr. Morgenthaler, this is a topic that's near and dear to my heart, anything involving patient experience. I have been a part of the patient experience team at Mayo Clinic for the better part of 15 years, seen a lot of wonderful things, been uh, an honor to be part of that journey as we've continued to grow Mayo mm -hmm. Clinic experience. And I'm so excited to get to hear from our guests today about their journey that they're embarking on. Yeah, I knew you were going to like this one, especially, Sherry, because this is right up your alley. That's right. Well, so today our guests are Kelly Vorseth and Dr. Hassa. Kelly Vorseth is currently a Senior Patient Experience Director at Sheikh Shabot Medical Center, or SSMC, which I'll say from now on because it's much easier for me <laughs> right. to say. SSMC is a joint venture between Mayo Clinic and Saha, and Dr. Hassa is the Medical Director of Patient Experience at SSMC. So maybe the two of you could introduce yourselves a little bit. Tell us about what brought you to patient experience at SSMC. Well, thank you, Dr. Morgenthaler and Sherry for the introduction. And thank you for having us as guests. It is really such an honor. 
I am Kelly Vorseth and I hail from Mayo Clinic in Arizona, which I've been uh, at Mayo Clinic for 22 years. But if you had told me about a year and a half ago that I would be speaking about an experience working in Abu Dhabi, I may not have believed it. <laughs> it was really just January of 2021 that I knew and my family knew that we were called to go. And really, I'd heard about the collaboration between Mayo Clinic and SSMC through colleagues, but I, I never thought that I would be here. But it was just something I knew when it was approached to me that it was something I wanted to do, needed to do. And just knowing that we could help UAE and Abu Dhabi and this region to bring a Mayo Clinic to this area was something that I just really wanted to be a part of. And I'm just honored to be a part of. You're very adventurous, Kelly. It's amazing. Yeah, I didn't know That's I, what we all I thought didn't... when she was leaving us to go there, too. But how exciting! Didn't know and I, I had and, it in me. Yeah. And, and I'm really, I'm really, you know, charged up because you know, you and I have talked about what you've been doing there, and I, I think the listeners are just going to love this, Dr. Hassa. Yeah, thank you so much for having us on this podcast. It's great working with Kelly. I come from an OBGYN background. I've worked about 15 years in Saha, and I joined as a medical director of patient experience. Uh, November 2020. My history of joining is uh, basically the impact of Mayo Clinic staff. So that was uh, Dr. Amash, our CEO, and Dr. Getman, who's our CMO currently. And I faced a challenge during the first year in the department. And after that, I've approached the CEO and CMO with my challenge. And it was something very impactful at how they were very empathic, very good listeners, and how that standard of quality of healthcare professionals are at Mayo. And the more and more I encountered, I was like, okay, this is the standard and the quality and the experience I want to have as an employee at SSMC. And I'm sure that that reflects very well on the patients as well. And when the post was open, I'm like, okay, let me go have a try at it. So I went in for the interview. It went very well. And Ever since, it's just been a learning curve, and I've enjoyed being part of a team that actually has an impact on the quality and the patient's experience. So you're an adventurer in your own right. Even though you didn't change cities, you you are started down a new part of your career. Totally. I've worked more on the academic side, so I do work as the internship program director. So this is like a 180, you'd like say degrees shift in uh, being an administrator from an educator to an administrator, but it's a really great uh, role right now. But, but we can tell it really resonates with the core of, of why you do what you do. So this, we're really glad to have you. So fast forward a little bit, right? You're both at SSMC and you're bringing your team together. So tell us about, a little bit about how that happened and what were your first things you wanted to work on? Well, I knew even before I landed, <laughs> that our, our strategy was due yesterday. Uh, and so <laughs> I knew that we had to come together and I knew it would be a big task, especially because the team here, it was during Ramadan. So I had started April 11th. I think the next day Ramadan started and met Dr. Hessa and Amna who was our director of patient experience. And we had to really form, storm, norm, all of it within weeks. And very quickly, we had to get to know each other, feel comfortable sharing our ideas with each other, and then work together as a team. We had a very large task in front of us to create a patient experience strategy for our organization. 
And I just think the two ladies are rock stars because we had fasting during the day and that includes not drinking water, not eating. We had late nights and they just really gave all to accomplish this goal. And I just look back on that and think, wow, um, it was, it was just an honor to work with them. And I'm just really personally thankful for the trust that they have in me coming in new for the friendships and the relationship we had developed and built. That was our kind of our priority is the strategy, but it was in, in these conditions where it was just such a neat experience to work with such amazing ladies to get it done um, under the circumstances. Kelly, you forgot to add the coffee. Uh, that was oh, yeah. the struggle. That's the struggle. No coffee. I thought you just no one drink coffee around here, but after Ramadan, the full force of the coffee drinking came to life. So the priority was to come in as a team. That was the biggest thing for me when I came in. And getting in as senior director was the primary thing that we need to really work on with several interviews. So it wasn't just one interview that we went in to get a senior director uh, for the patient experience, but from the first conversation with Kelly, it was just, okay, we're aligned. We're on the same thing, the same targets. Nationality didn't matter. The backgrounds didn't matter of where we came from, but the target of really looking at a patient uh, centered goal or our primary focus was what brought us all together. And from that moment on, it was just a spark for us. Thank you both so much for your leadership there. It's quite an example. I'm just kind of thinking, Kelly, as you described, you know, before you landed, you knew the strategy was due yesterday. You're landing in the middle of Ramadan, which, by the way, for listeners, we're once again in Ramadan. So we, you know, our thanks for taking time out to talk with us. You're going to construct a patient experience strategy. Just thumbnail that out for us a little bit. I mean, what are the elements of how you start? The strategy building, we didn't want to just create something that we thought we would work. I mean, I know what we have at Mayo Clinic, but we were starting from scratch. We had a great opportunity to really set a baseline and get a feel for what our staff thought we should. I mean, we have over 24 staff members and we wanted to get them involved and we wanted to get their input. We knew we wanted to do a SWOT analysis. And we wanted to look at all of the pros and cons and how we wanted to organize it. So it was really a great time to meet the team, to get their input. We did, a, like I said, a SWOT analysis where we had them writing on the board. We even had Dr. Mosh and Stacy, who's our COO, come in to our planning sessions and give the team some words of encouragement and thank them for what they were doing, again, all during Ramadan. But that was our key is just to get everyone involved, get their input, make them feel this is not just an outside influence coming in and going to be changing things, but we wanted to hear from them. And amazingly, like Dr. Hessa mentioned, it's quite universal what is needed for patient experience. The culture does play an influence, but when it comes to just the humanness of patient experience, a lot of the key elements that and the struggles even that Mayo Clinic faces back in the States are things that the patients want and need and value here too. So our strategy took on what are the patient's needs? What are they here? And a lot of them were very similar. So that's kind of where our strategy started, how we started to build it is just kind of ground up from our whole team. As you reflect back, you're now pretty far into this. You know, what are you most proud of? 
A lot of things, but I have to say how this team came in together in such a short time frame and how our priority was really set from day one. We were on time, on track, everyone was included. That's where we felt like if the, the whole team is included and felt part of it, the, the strategy will definitely roll up. I mean, we could come up and just get a, a different strategy and just place it in. So a Mayo Clinic strategy and place it in, but our team watching them develop it, watching every day the in and out of them, really looking at how they can create the change themselves had a bigger impact than us just coming in and putting our strategy out. It was the whole team coming in, it was now rolling out the strategy. It's been two years, right, Kelly? Or it feels like two years. One it year. Feels like- <laughs> <laughs> it feels like everyone is engaged and everyone is coming to our office, whether it's me or Kelly or even Amna. This feels more rewarding and we've achieved a bigger milestone in actually rolling out our strategy where everyone feels the responsibility of coming in and creating a change. Yeah, I mean, I can't emphasize enough the importance of what you're just highlighting there on that employee engagement, empowerment, right? Having staff be a part of the plan, creating the plan, executing the plan, it just gets you so much further, faster along the way in that whole idea with change management. So kudos to you for uh, adopting that kind of strategy to create. So I can't imagine everything went perfectly that there were probably some bumps along the way in the road. So struggles, challenges, and rolling out the strategy. What do you want to comment on there? Definitely, we have, SSMC has well over a thousand employees right now. And there are different cultures, different backgrounds. And to give you a bit of history, we had the neighboring hospital that shifted the employees into the SSMC. This was the Saha Hospitals. With that, we had a series of assessments that occurred. And after the series of assessments, we had the uh, permanent staff that were staying alongside. We had a lot of Mayo Clinic staff coming in, as well as a lot of new employees that came from various regions that are around us. And, you know, with the Mayo Clinic and uh, Saha's joint venture, a lot, it created the buzz in the region. And a lot of people wanted to be part of us. And what happened is with that, we had this bulk of culture that are there and bringing all of that into understanding what kind of patient-centered care we're looking for and what kind of experience we want to have. Everyone comes in and is like, yeah, but we used to do that over there. We used to do that. That worked for us. And kind of getting everyone on the same plate is, I say, a transformation We're getting there with our education classes and our training. I feel that's the biggest challenge right now, getting all of these, I'd say, diverse cultures into one new identity of what we're really looking at to create the patient experience. So interesting. So interesting. You all have accomplished a lot in a very short period of time. Truth in advertising, the whole reason that you got invited is that we had the opportunity to hear you sharing sort of a progress report at one of the Mayo Clinic quality meetings, and we were just so impressed with what's all been accomplished. You shared a little bit of some of your struggles. What would you say have been some of the biggest surprises along the ways? things that you really didn't expect, but shazam, there they are. I think there's been a, a lot. I think just the strategy and getting it accomplished and the time frame that we did was a great surprise, just how well and, and smooth it felt. 
with getting everyone involved and getting their input, it, it went like Sherry, you said, just really quickly and everyone has been engaged like Dr. Hessa said just everyone has been bringing forward ideas some of the fun that has occurred is one thing we did as a music Monday pilot where we brought in the orchestra and, and Dr. Hessa you can speak to this a little bit more but every Monday um, during the lunch hour they played a different set of instruments for a whole month and that was just really a great time. We surveyed our patients, we surveyed our staff who stopped by to listen, and it really helped solidify the fact that music is healing. Music um, and arts are something that should be embraced and encouraged in a hospital setting, whereas sometimes here it may look like, oh, a hospital is someplace you go and you get sick or you have to go to treatment. And so we want to encourage that hope and that healing through music at SSMC. And I think through the survey, we found that 100%, I mean, there was not a patient nor a staff member who thought that that was a bad idea. So it was great That's to fun. be able to share that with leadership and say, you know what, if that was kind of the thought, it's not the thought anymore, or it's not the thought with the over, uh, I think we surveyed over between 60 patients and, and staff. It was just a great reaffirming of the power of music because that is one of our strategies is the community and the humanities within our strategy, within the patient experience. So, so that was a great event. And also our staff had a UAE National Day and they hosted it and we let them run with it. And it was amazing. And it brought all nationalities of our staff together in our little patient experience room. They just did an amazing job hosting other staff members to what UAE National Day is, is about. So we were really thankful and proud of them. Again, it goes back to the empowerment and the and that pride in, in the team of hosting something like that for SSMC and Mayo Clinic staff members. So it was great. We definitely enjoyed the music Mondays. That's what we decided to call them. So every Monday we did have these music sessions and uh, we had the diverse music background. So like we had some of the string quartet, a little bit of uh, the Arabic ghanun or the Aoud. So we tried even to include like a diverse form of music there, but it's it's been taken in very nicely. It's engaged everyone in. Uh, it was lovely just sitting there every Monday for uh, an hour and watch everyone come in, sit down and do a bit of music. And I mean, I get a lot of WhatsApps from the staff around. So they'd be like forwarding like, yeah, that's really great. We enjoy it. And now we have soft music being played in the lobby area, which is also very calming and relaxing. And people, the staff and the patients are enjoying it. We heard about your service essentials work. So Kelly, do you want to just talk a little bit about that? Yes, we realized in our strategy that unlike maybe Mayo Clinic, where we take it for granted, our values and that larger, so a new staff comes into Mayo Clinic, they're enculturated because they're surrounded by Mayo Clinic staff and many have long years of tenure and, and we have a great mentoring type atmosphere. At SSMC, there's only maybe 60 Mayo Clinic staff, and there are many others that carry our same values, but it's a culture shift to become patient-centered. 
And so we realized that in our education strategy line, our program line, we really did need to set some standards. So we did have our service behaviors. We have 10 of them. It's on our name badge, a name badge card. And it just speaks to the values and the behaviors and the nonverbals and the little things that maybe we take for granted, but it, it has made such a difference because now staff have an expectation. They know kind of that line they need to follow. It's a guide for them. And I find that here, everyone is so willing if given the right direction. Some of the service uh, behaviors that we really have on our card is, you know, the making the eye contact and smiling at patients and greeting patients by their name or their preferred name letting them know what the next steps in their care are, really listening and validating a patient before going into explanations, and then thanking them for choosing SSMC and wishing them well on their healthcare journey, and allowing our staff to be able to be empowered to say those things or to take time to listen, uh, take time to really want to solve a patient's problem in the moment is a breath of fresh air for our, our staff. So they really embraced it. Kelly, I, I'm, as you're t- talking about those things, I'm sitting here nodding, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I opened up our podcast with a, a frankly made-up story about two women, mostly identical, but who had very different experiences. And I just have to think that Maya didn't get those service behaviors, whereas right. June, the woman who was still received bad news but was much more confident and happy with her care experience, I can just imagine that she did get that eye contact, that greeting, that you know, sharing of here's the next steps in your care, introduce you to the next team member, and that those are the kind of you know, real hardwiring of behaviors that I think we would just call caring. It's just caring right. for patients. Right. So thank you so much. Well, you know, we're coming to the end of our time together. We, I know we could learn so much more from both of you. Sherry, did you have any other questions you want no, to ask? I, no, I don't. I just want to thank both of you for your passion and your commitment to experience for patients and families. We are very lucky to have you part of the larger team. Thank you so much. Well, we thank you so much again for the invitation and I look forward to future collaborations because we are excited for the future of SSMC and the collaboration and the partnerships and the sharing of knowledge that we have now with Mayo Clinic and Abu Dhabi and SSMC. So thank you. I just wanted to add for someone who didn't experience the real Mayo Clinic experience. I'm really uh, looking forward, hopefully next year or during this year to have a visit across and have that walk Kelly always talks about and the experience that's already there. And I think that would add to what we're doing over here right now. Looking forward to having you as our guest here, please. Yeah, that's wonderful. So listeners, we've come to the end of our podcast. We're really glad you could join us. And we hope and are confident that the information that's been provided here is insightful and valuable to you. Again, Mayo Clinic's Key into Quality podcast aims to help you take some of those first steps to address important quality challenges in your organizations. The development of this podcast is part of our effort to be a valued resource to healthcare organizations globally as they strive to improve. Our goal is to improve quality for the patients and the populations that we all serve. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can help us a lot by rating it on your podcast platform. Please do that. And also let others in your organization know about this podcast so that the information can be spread. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.